are you an industry plant? So what happened was I was at home like a few months ago and I was just sitting there and I got a call and then I also got a knock at the door at the same time and they were like, hello, we're the industry. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what does that mean? And they were like, you can't ask any questions. And I was like, okay. And they were like, you're going to blow up. You just have to follow our lead and give us uh, 78% of your money that you make from this mm-hmm. uh, very fair offer and then they also said that I had to have a very fair g- offer 75% for them yeah because I wasn't making that much before okay. so it's like they're entitled to it and I don't I didn't ask any questions they just said uh, you have to give us the next child you have to so so that's like Illuminati thing kind of but it's the industry instead and they planted me <laughs> by the good people at the Podbelly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the central university. A study on the wide trail. A study on the wide It's called Democide. Google it. It's called Democide. Google it. I've got a retort. Like we always do about this time. Boom. All right, everybody. Welcome to episode 330 of the Jacob Do American Podcast. I'm your host in the place to be, Mr. Jacob P. And sitting right across from me is the Brown Recluse, Mr. Artreo. Art, say hello to the millions. The millions. What's up? What up? What's up? Guys, uh, go to cavemancoffee.com. Check out their entire inventory. They got the coffee beans. They got the hibiscus tea. They got the cacao butter. They got everything your heart desires. Use promo code America at checkout to receive 15% off. Some Art and Jacob sent you. Use, you know, that's it. Wear, wear the hat. Wear, it's, it's starting to get cold out there. Not really. It's yeah. kind of muggy as fuck. But uh, pretty soon. In winter the, is coming. Yeah, winter is coming in a few weeks. And I'm sure we're going to start. You're going to see us wearing sweaters and shit. <laughs> um, but they have sweaters. Might as well get prepared. Use promo code America at checkout to receive 15% off. Tag us. Tag them. It shows that you care. It shows that, you know, you listen. So we appreciate it. They appreciate it. And speaking of sponsors, guys, I need everyone to head on over to SuperApparel.com where the great and powerful Nicole Smith Bosch has put together an illustrious array of merchandise for your consumption pleasure. So check out the store. Uh, add into your car everything that you love, want, or desire. Halloween is coming up, and she has a lot of stuff that jives with the Halloween season. So uh, buy all that stuff. Maybe buy some stuff for somebody that you love, want, or desire. Uh, but before you hit checkout, guys, I need everyone to enter promo code ART and Jacob, and then Nicole will give you 10% off your entire purchase but art we're not here to talk about the seasons changing or the illustrious array of merchandise that nicole smith bosch has available on her website art what are we here to talk about today yeah i think we're we're here to talk about something 
I don't know if it's controversial, but controversial to some, I guess. On the internet. The internet. The internet is always divided on things, and this is one that the in- internet is definitely divided on. You know what? This We're probably the only podcast to cover this topic. <laughs> I looked it up to see how other people covered it, and, yeah. and I could not find anything. That is it. a part of the research of the Art and Jacob Do America podcast. First and foremost, I don't know if you're like me, but first and foremost, when you pitch a topic, I'm always like, all right, what does the Wikipedia say? Read that. What what do other podcasts that have covered this topic topic uh-huh. say? There was none. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't find anything. I even looked it up like multiple different ways. There's a couple of there's actually a YouTuber who does nothing but industry plant videos. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is kind of weird that your whole career is based on like who is and who isn't an industry you plant. You need to get laid, sir. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, people are watching it, then like more power to you. But that is a weird, like that's something I would have never thought like. Can you imagine being like on a first date? What do you do in your free time? Oh, dude, I do this podcast where, you know, we talk about, you know, conspiracy theories, the paranormal. Sometimes we delve into politics or whatever. That, that That's cool, right? That's cool shit, right? Or dude, you. I just realized like. I, some dude walked up to me from like a church thing this morning. I was trying to figure out what the hell that was in my pocket. You want it? I don't know if you plan on going. Nah, to church. not really. It's in Spanish too. <laughs> no, I'm I don't. Good. I should. I sh- I thought about throwing it in the trash, but then I was like, no, that's All fucked right. up. You don't want bad luck. Uh-huh. Or being on a date and then like saying like, yeah, dude, I run a I run a successful YouTube channel yeah. uh, where I talk about nothing but industry plants. Like I, I'm done. I, I'm out of that. I'd rather have somebody that like com- commits to like interesting stuff and has a modest following as opposed mm-hmm. to having a massive following for a st- one stupid ass topic y- yeah you know what that's it's tough because it's like i don't know if like if you if you can make that your career then i'm like do it like that's cool dude quit your day job do nothing but industry plant videos yeah throw away your 401k throw away your retirement yeah. plan yeah yeah just the, do that the, the problem with it is like how long can you do that before you start accusing like nirvana of being an industry plant? <laughs> <laughs> it's like starting an emo podcast yeah it's yeah, like yeah. yeah yeah it's like you there's only so many episodes and like yeah before you start stretching it thin and being like hey dude did you know that the uh the Beatles were kind of emo. Like, they were industry plants, dude. Like yeah. industry, they, oh, oh, to do a emo podcast. Yeah, it's like oh, take the origins of of emo, uh, wailing, screaming wolf, or something <laughs> like wailing wolf or something. Like that. <laughs> Who's that one guy? I'm like blanking out his name, but like <laughs> screaming Jay Hawkins, something like. I mean, you can you can I you, put you, a spell you, on you. You, that guy? you can make that joke into anything. Be like Miles Davis was the original emo, dude, yeah. or whatever. You know, it's like Did some you know bull- Bach. That fool was fucking sad as shit, dude. It was like, shut the fuck up. How about that? <laughs> End the podcast now. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, no. I mean, l- let's start with the definition, I guess. When it's a really loose definition, so I guess we can ev- evolve the definition to our own thing. Mm. And I guess to me, the way I would, you know, define industry plant, if somebody asked me what is an industry plant, I would say, one, it's usually somebody with financial backing from a larger, uh, you know, record label. record label, basically, you know, backing them. And two is usually, and then to me, this is the big one because it's like, did you form your identity based on that? Like, is this, you know, did Jacob all of a sudden dye his hair orange and like get tattoos on his face and like start <laughs> growing dreadlocks and start calling himself little little JP or something like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and it's like, Jacob, uh, something's different about you. Yeah. Like, and all of a sudden you're like a mumble rapper or something like that. <laughs> like the drinks, 
like syrup. Syrup. <laughs> syrup. But you only drink like like literally like nothing but syrup. Like <laughs> like straight out of the fucking. <laughs> what, what do they call Aunt Jemima now? It's like log cabin or whatever. I was going to say like, what are the like, um, like maple syrup, like straight up like yeah. Canadian maple syrup. That'd be one of my songs. I just fucking, I just penetrate fucking, uh, uh, fucking uh, tree? maple trees with like my own tap, and I'm like, that's the music video. Yeah. Me just sucking off a yeah. fucking maple tree and shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Just call me Big Gold Berry. You know? To me, that is what an industry plant is like when it's like, that's not who this motherfucker was. Yeah, it's or, a corporate identity. Or yeah. they, or they try to like frame themselves as like an indie artist indie artist or like all of a sudden they're like oh man they're, they're just like me and yeah, it's like yeah. no they're not dude like their parents are making like you know fucking over a more than 100k a year like both their parents and they grew up in the hollywood hills and all this yeah, shit yeah. it's like well you no. need a little bit more than 100k to live in that yeah, i know age. as i said that i was like maybe that works in bakersfield <laughs> but like <laughs> we'll say like 400 400k okay yeah <laughs> yeah each yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but i guess um wikipedia has it it's a de- derogatory slang for musical artists associated with a label but appearing as if they are independent and self-made also nepotism and industry connections uh, are prevalent or a musical artist whose popularity is due to marketing efforts alone so uh, that in a nutshell that's uh, kind of what we're talking about and this this term industry plants is something that came about in the early 2010s which is weird as fuck to say i don't even know if that's even the right vernacular uh, but it started on rap music message boards like kanye to the forum i don't know what the fuck that is i guess it's just a message board dedicated to fucking yeah. uh, kanye west and shit or whatever right uh, but the term was used to um, identify such rappers such as Waka Flocka Flame, Lil Wayne, and 50 Cent as industry plants. Basically, they present themselves as from the streets, you know, men of the people. But in reality, they're just, you know, groomed by the corporate entities that they were signed by, uh, given this image, and then made to go sell millions of records. So, so that's a really tough one to me because it's like 50 Cent was a dude that was rapping for a long time. It's not... He was rapping for a long time, and it when he got signed by Eminem, like Aftermath, Shady Records, or whatever it was called at the time, like it's not like he was not known. People knew who he was. Yeah, but Jay Z had even dissed him before he even got signed. Yeah, yeah, it was like he was around. Like to me, I don't get that. Even like the Little Wayne, like Little Wayne was oh. during the Cash Money Millionaire he era, was fourteen years old. Yeah, yeah like yeah. that was his whole thing. That's like this little kid is like a Cash Money Millionaire, and like everybody knew his rapping skills and stuff like that. Yeah, he was like the outro guy for like uh, Juvenile's Back That Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he was the best part of that song (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah no it was like people knew who these guys were it's not to me like they don't fit the criteria of industry plant yeah and like you know i think to me it's like you fast forward to something like you know a couple of years ago when we were doing like what the most popular artists were at the time Mm -hmm. the name Olivia Rodrigo came up, and we were both like, "I don't know who that is, dude. Like, yeah, I have yeah. no idea who that oh, is." Oh, you like our end of the year, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I was like, "I don't know who that is," but apparently, they have like the number one album this year, and they were rated as like this. That to me is like, all right, one hundred percent industry plant, because it's like this Disney Channel girl who was like on High School Musical. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like she was on the High School Musical show, and all of a sudden now she's doing like, kind of like edgy 
pop stuff or whatever and all this stuff. And, like, if you look at her whole image, it comes across as, like, oh, dude, she might have, like, opened up for, like, Bjork at one point or something <laughs> like that. Like, and it's not that at all. It's, like, some, like, like totally, like, you could tell some, like, boardroom group put this together. And, uh-huh. like, I'm not saying she doesn't write her own songs. I don't know about that. Maybe she... And, and you know what's funny? Writer about, help or something, but you know what's funny about that? Like yesterday, we went to go pick up um, some order pickups, like at Box Lunch and uh, Hot Topic, because my kid is obsessed with Nightmare Before Christmas shit. So, mm-hmm. if you love this podcast, you want to hook up my kid with some Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. Send all shit to. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll link it into the the, the show notes. But, um, anyways, we were in Hot Topic, and when I think of Hot Topic, I think of like when I was in high Marilyn school. Marilyn Manson. Yeah, like the goth <laughs> kids went there. Like you can buy a corset and like you know yeah. all this shit. Now it's like more you know corporate or whatever. It's like oh, you can Machine buy a, Gun Kelly. Yeah, you can buy a, a Freddie versus Jason um, plushie there. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, like plastered all over like their walls was like uh, Hot Topic exclusive, the new Olivia Rodrigo, and I was like, what? Like. Isn't yeah, like you said, like she's like a Disney Channel chick. Like, what, yeah. when did she get all goth? You know, like, yeah. And I'm not talking shit about her. And I am one of her songs did come up this morning, like when I was like listening to some of these artists or whatever. And I was like, she's not bad. You know, I'm not, not to say that she's bad. The music's bad or whatever. But it's just like, oh, like a true indie artist, like they're not getting that fucking um, promotion. You know, like Olivia Rodrigo. And I, who knows, Olivia Rodrigo might go on to be like the next Beyonce of our generation. But as of right now, like, oh yeah, all chips are in. Whatever record label signed her, like, yeah, they are marketing the shit out of her. No, absolutely. So to me, the the big problem is like that she goes from being this like Disney Channel artist to all of a sudden like being promoted as like this like art pop kind of mm-hmm. person who like, and it it. To me, that's the danger with this. It's mm-hmm. like you go from artists that are legitimate. Like there's artists that are out there that are similar but are, you know, did it the unconventional way or really are themselves and don't have like a whole like boardroom full of like people trying to tell them like, okay, this will work if you say this and like sing a song, like make your album cover this. Where like her album covers like her face with like a bunch of stickers on it and like her tongue is sticking out. She has stickers on her tongue. It's like that's not who you are. You're fucking Disney Channel, dude. Like, uh-huh. like, <laughs> like. To me, that's that's the problem, and it's like it, it makes it seem like this is the new edgy thing, and the new edgy thing is like totally controllable by like corporate dudes and business suits and like mm-hmm. marketing meetings or whatever. And like that is where I start having a problem with it. Like mm-hmm. where it's like it's it's not real. Like it's 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 a fucking boardroom full of dudes that put this together. The other name that comes up a lot is, um, Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish comes up a lot when you look up industry plants. And I think that like, when you look her up, her whole thing is, you know, it was like her and her brother made music together and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. I guess like, Apparently, like her parents were like both actors. They both had a lot of connections to the to like. Yeah, her mom actually voiced one of the voices on the original Fox X Men series. Yeah, and like her dad was in the Iron Man movies. Like it's just like, it. They were definitely not this. They're well up and com- Yeah, it's like they were definitely not an indie group coming out of nowhere kind of thing, you know. And like, you know, and they did a great job. Like they presented Billie Eilish as like this. Like we're gonna your hair's green now. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like you're edgier and like, and I'll say, and I'll say this though. And again, that's not to say that their music is bad, but like, 
there's similar artists out there and Billie Eilish is like killing it. Like her music sells million. She wins the Grammys and all that stuff. But to your point, I see it from an artistical sense where it's just like, oh, there's starving artists out there that have the same shit and maybe more authentically are that, you know, because now I think Billie Eilish's uh, image is even different now. Like she's all like, uh, like blonde bombshell looking or whatever and whatnot. Right. But like, I, I teeter like on two different sides of it. Like there's the there's the elitist side of me where it's just like that's not genuine, that's not authentic and whatnot. Yeah. And then there's like the the other side of me where it's just like, well, what does the music sound like? And again, Olivia Rodrigo and Billie Eilish, like that's not music that speaks to me. But it's just like, oh, I can see this like these artists like get you know continuing their careers past this and whatnot, yeah. right? And it kind of reminds me of like the late '90s where like kind of like the opposite happened like where you had artists like a Christina Aguilera, a Britney Spears, uh Mandy Moore, like all these artists who like were definite oh, quote 100%. unquote uh industry plants. They, they were they, they were they, hiding it. Like yeah, they Britney were, Spears you knew like oh Disney Channel whatever like everybody right. knew that. Yeah, and they were Disney Channel and then like their next few albums they were like fighting against that where she's like hey yo that's not really me. Like I'm, I'm a promiscuous woman, and like I'm not a girl, not yet a woman, kind of thing, you know. Yeah. And like I like to wear fucking, you know, assless chaps and have red man in my video, kind of thing. Now, where it's just yeah. like it went the opposite direction. Whereas, like I think this is the after effect of it, where it's just like, okay, we can't, you know, package them as these good, clean cut girls because you know this is not this is a world post nine eleven. Now we have to start from where they left off. And then they can grow into what they want to be kind of thing. And I think, and again, like I said, not to talk shit about them or their music or whatever, but I do think like it is a step up, you know, a boost, if you will, Mm -hmm. because the powers that be, they can, they see that they can make money off of them. Yeah. My, my issue with it is like, it's, it's a marketing ploy. And that to me is like the, the problem with it. That is like, yeah. yeah. I mean, to me, it's like, I love music, dude. I love the art of it. I love the whatever, like, you know, whether it be pop music or whatever. Like, we talked about Pharrell. Like, Pharrell makes, for for all, you know, all avenues or whatever, because he's been in hip-hop. He's been doing things with, like, Gwen Stefani, like, whatever avenue he chooses to go down. At the end of the day, it's, like, pop music. It's yeah. very pop-oriented. And I don't have a problem with pop music. It's not like I'm like, oh, dude, everybody needs to be fucking Marilyn Manson and like or cutting tool. themselves on stage and all this shit. Yeah, that is not at all what I'm trying to say. My problem with it is that it's it's definitely like a fucking marketing ploy, and that's that's the problem with it. Where it's just like it really waters down like the artwork of it. Correct. And and to me, it's like and a lot of that is like there is a beauty of of like seeing a dude like a Kurt Cobain or something like that where it's like Kurt Cobain like that shit was like genuine as fuck like what he was saying like really meant something to him it wasn't just like I hope people like this so so like it blows up or whatever he actually had the opposite <laughs> mindset yeah. yeah it was like I, it was not him trying it was him just trying to make the best art whether it sells or not I don't care and on the flip side of that you look at something like a, a Beyonce who I think is like Pretty much by the same thing you can say about Billie Eilish, you can say about about a Beyonce, where it's like her parents really pushed it to be like, we're going to be the successful trio called Destiny's Child or four people at one point. And like, yeah. 
you know, like really pushed it into the music industry, which made Destiny's Child successful, which made Beyonce successful. And now Beyonce's like the next fucking, like she's up there with like the biggest monsters of the, of the music Whitney industry. Houston, you Janet know? Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like no one questions it now because you know, once you're like in your late forties and you're fucking Beyonce, dude, like you're, <laughs> you're up there, like you're like American royalty, you're you know, icon. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I get it, but that is also tough because at this point, like Beyonce, like has no master kind of thing, you know, like Beyonce gets to do what Beyonce wants to do. You know, when mm. your husband's Jay-Z and like, you know, you get, you get to say like, this is the Super Bowl we're doing. <laughs> We're get, we're basically only you have to be friends with Beyonce or Jay Z if you want to be in the Super Bowl now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, like, like that. I mean, look at and I. That's kind of a joke, but at the same time, that Dr. Dre Super Bowl that was Jay Z's idea. We're in California. Yeah. Let's have Dr. Dre do this. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, we're gonna have fucking Rihanna. Like one of our like my kids love Rihanna, so yeah. we're gonna have Rihanna do well, it. She was with Rock, so yeah. It's like I don't care if she's pregnant. You're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> like. Like it's it is a really like interesting thing like you know how it can evolve like it yeah. can go from like technically Beyonce Destiny's Child industry plants you could say the same thing as like a Britney Spears or or a Christina Aguilera and that sort of thing and like can they survive and really that was the interesting thing Britney Spears can she survive she's like barely holding on to her mental health like, correct yeah it's like you could Christina Aguilera like she doesn't she do like like look who can sing or some like yeah, weird shit like America's got talent. Yeah, like, like they're that, like yeah. not really holding on. Like they're not yeah. selling out the Super Bowl. Like they're barely like I'm surprised they're not doing the Fox Theater right now. <laughs> like <laughs> like they're that level of musicianship where it's like they're just a name now. But Oh, like, 100%. But then like I mean, you look at someone like a Mariah. I know you don't like Mariah Carey, but she she started out very much like, "Oh, I'm married to Tommy Mottola, the fucking yeah. president of Sony Records." So yeah, she got this initial push where she was like she had like a prepackaged image, like this nice, you know, um, you know, middle of America girl or whatever, right? Like squeaky clean or whatever, right? Gets a divorce from Tommy Matola and gets even bigger than before, kind of thing. But I mean, she has like the like a tw- twelve octave voice range and whatnot, and now she's the fucking voice of like the of, of Christmas and whatnot. So I mean, it can, like you said, to your point, it can evolve. And um, one one example that I looked up because you always want to look at like different points of view where I guess there was like a Rolling Stone article and mind you, they weren't talking about industry plants at all. So this wasn't uh, related in any way, but it is relatable where a rolling, there was a Rolling Stone article in 2019 where it said the, the record industry as a whole all around the world signs at least two new artists a day, right? So that's about over 700 artists a year out of those seven out of those over 700 artists a year, they get signed how many of those artists blow up? Maybe one, maybe two. Mm. So that's like like a per, the percentage of the, your chances, even with the industry behind you, is very slim. So it's no guarantee uh, that you're gonna take over the world like a uh, you know Olivia Rodrigo, who even her. I mean, she's not like she's like killing it like on Beyonce's level. You know what I'm saying? So no, no. So even with an industry's backing, it's very, very rare that you will blow up. Yeah, I mean that is true, but I think that like the the thing that like is dangerous about it is that these artists are totally controllable. Like mm-hmm. you you get to pretty much dictate like all right, so here's going to be your new look. Like yeah. all right, the whole green-haired baggy clothes thing isn't working for, you know, you can only do that so much. 
till we have to change up your look and now you're blonde and now you're like trying to look like Marilyn Monroe or something like that. Yeah. Like it's a totally controllable thing. Like, is this what she wants? To, like, you know, fill in the fill in the blank artist. Like, mm-hmm. is this what they really want to do? One of the artists that came came up a lot when you do this research, and I no idea who they were, but it's like this like fake punk band called Tram Stamp. Yep, I saw but that too. Yeah, that one came up more than almost anything else because they like originate from TikTok. Apparently, they have a song called like uh, "I Want to Die" or something like that. Like, if you make me have sex with a straight white guy or something like that. And like, and like they all had ties to the music industry. They didn't yeah. know each other. They totally changed their looks and like mm-hmm. dyed their hair, like punky colors. Adopted, and tried, you know, the punk pop yeah. punk look. And they all whatnot. took on alternative names and all this shit. And like, but then like once people started diving into them, it was like, well, one of the girls is all fucking Trump supporter and like, <laughs> like isn't about that life. And like, they didn't even know each other. And one of them was doing music for the, for the NFL oh, wow. before this. And like, <laughs> like it was just stuff like that where it's like, what the hell? Like you guys aren't a real punk band. Like mm-hmm. they look like a punk band, like another, like, you know, an all girl group, like the coat hanger. Like when I saw that, I was like, dude, you guys are like the fucking like controlled version of coat, like coat hangers. You, can't control that like either doing what they want to do or something like an l7 or something like that (laughs) like this is like controlled version of that like you know like it's like they're like woke liberal girls but they also drink pepsi so drink pepsi too like like they're willing to do a sponsor sponsored by sephora (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's like eat (laughs) chick-fil-a like like you know it's like it's like you know that's to me that's that's the big danger of it that it's like like Okay, so you make amazing music. Like, let's just say a, a, another band like Nirvana came out, mm-hmm. but they were like a fucking NASCAR car. Like, they were like Kurt Cobain drinks Sprite and Mountain Dew, and like <laughs> go to McDonald's, K- get the new fucking uh, Happy Meal inspired yeah. by them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like uh, you remember when like Travis Scott had like the Travis Scott food at McDonald's and all this Correct, shit. And it's yeah. like that sucks. Like that to me is fucking bad like this is not good for music you're more or less you're you're a tool to be used to sell products as opposed to your (laughs) art being the product itself or not even the product but just like a piece of art that's meant to live on forever absolutely dude even yeah no i i totally feel you on that yeah (laughs) yeah i mean one of the names that i'm surprised did not come up a lot when you do the research on this was drake and like to me, oh, Drake, no, Drake came up a lot. Really, I didn't see Drake a lot. I was like, dude, Drake to me is like, all right, dude, a kid who was like fucking acting on the grassy, like a kid who like you know not even now, dude, he's not even that talented. Like more, even like uh uh what's his name um Kendrick Lamar kind of like pointed fingers without pointing fingers about having like ghost rappers on his albums and all this thing like people helping him write raps and all this stuff. Yeah, like that's what the song like King Kuta is about, like. Pretty much saying like you know, what what he has like a really genius line on that song and I can't think of it right now. But you know that's the whole thing about like pointing out Drake is like you're not that good, bro. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. and um and he's kind of right. Like you know it changed the music industry by creating this like pop rapper who like basically like killed the 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 Dr. Dre's and Tupac's of our era and like made it into this glossy dude who will be willing to do a song with you know or olivia rodrigo yeah like it's not the same anymore dude it's yeah it's it's weird it's the street cra- and like i saw this a lot too like the two genres that rely heavily on credibility and authenticity is hip-hop and punk and those are the ones that you see a lot like they're 
to use the word culturally appropriated Mm -hmm. into like these industry plant plant industry plant images you know like again again i'm not talking a shit about Billie eilish but yeah she adopts a lot of fucking punk rock aesthetics you know for Mm -hmm. her look as well as like any other plant that you would talk about they adopt a lot of hip-hop aesthetics into their art just because it's like oh hip-hop sells right now Mm -hmm. it's a vehicle to sell and kind of and this is not anything new like this has been happening since you know the music industry was born kind of thing an example of this too is like like last night i was watching the movie critters right (laughs) (laughs) that's a great movie dude yeah yeah it actually is it's cheesy but it's it's good cheesy right and in the movie like what was the popular genre at the time fucking cheesy 80s hair metal and what one of the aliens adopt they adopt like the aesthetic of like a cheesy hair metal guy or whatever right and i was thinking about that i was like oh that's a great reference for what we're talking about like because that guy wasn't really you know on like hair metal like the beginnings of hair metal like the true beginnings of it was like dude like literally like starving artists that were living on sunset boulevard Mm -hmm. the only clothing that they could scrounge up was whatever they can find at gay fucking um uh, uh, you know, secondhand stores and a lot of them, you know, survived by having stripper girlfriends. Yeah. So they would have to, you know, take some of their clothing or whatever to be, to emulate, you know, their heroes like in Led Zeppelin and whatnot. And it ended up being like this androgynous thing, an authentic thing. And then before you know it, by the late eighties, everybody had like that look to be able to make it in the metal industry, quote unquote, on MTV, you had to look basically a dude that had to look like a lady, basically, right? Yeah. Where it started from something totally different, you know, out of necessity, as opposed to now, like, oh no, this is the aesthetic that sells, yeah. which Critters kind of like puts in, you know, in a unique way as well. So it's like it's funny, like, like all of this is cyclical, like it happens every time out, like something organic pops up, yeah, like the Beatles, you know, for example. Now everyone's copying them. Everyone yeah. wants to sound like them. You know, it's funny because, like, um, there's this new rap group. They literally, like, have, like, two songs before they blew up and, like, put it on the on a main stage on something. But there's a group called Ghost Kids. and like, Oh, I saw this. And, yeah. and, yeah, they're, like, cartoon characters. They're basically a ripoff of gorillas. gorillas. Like, it's like, what if we can control gorillas? And that's been the tough thing about gorillas is that the dude has, like, another band, like, you know, Blur's his mm, main, main baby in, like, Gorillas is kind of the side project, but Gorillas is the big money maker. <laughs> so it's like, what if we did something like that? <laughs> but like, we made it really accessible to everybody, and like, that's basically what what Ghost Kids is. Like, they had a whole marketing ploy about how they were gonna take over a music festival, and then they did, and then like, you know, like all of a sudden everybody was like, who are these guys? And it's kind of taken off, but not really. Like, you know, mm-hmm. they keep doing songs with like. Ben Staple was one of them. I think they have a song with Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow, another dude who's a fucking industry plant, dude. Like, like, yeah, just like pretty, pretty commercial bullshit. You know, like mm-hmm. they're one step away from having McDonald's commercials. I think he does actually. He, he has Doritos ones too. Who? Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow. Oh, yeah, Jack Harlow definitely does. Yeah. Like, Oh my god, dude! Yeah, he has a Super Bowl commercial where he's eating Doritos. Yeah, and like he has a triangle like in the middle of his set. Yeah, to oh look like a Dorito. My god, yeah, dude. Yeah, that's the kind of shit. That's see, that's the issue that I have. It's not even like the the music quality, even though his music is awful, dude. Yeah, like, I agree with you. I'm he, not feeling. He's it, yeah. really bad. Yeah, I, I even like Drake. I'd be like, you know what? You got some club bangers, bro. Jack Harlow is like fucking garbage. But um, 
but people he, dig that shit, and now it's like buy Doritos because Jack Harlow said so. Because he looks like the girl, like the he looks like the toxic ex boyfriend that every like young girl has, or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah. And then to go down that path of like rappers, or whatever, right? Like this was like a big one. There were so many like SoundCloud rappers that were being oh, named yeah. like in those videos. Like I didn't even write them down because it was like here today, gone today kind of thing. Um, but like that was a big thing as well, where it was just like all of a sudden this name this mumble rapper right like he's this huge thing and whatnot but when you do a deep dive into like their history they were just some clean cut high school kid putting a couple tracks on soundcloud gets signed to this record label then all of a sudden he has face tattoos he has blue dreadlocks and you know talks about fucking wanting to kill himself like triple x stacion or whatever yeah. shit right where it's just like oh like this is just you're just being used. <laughs> your yeah. image your image is just being used to sell products. You know what's funny? I think I was listening to one where they were talking about a rapper called Smile or something like that. And um and that was his whole thing. That it was like Smile, you said he tried his hand in like multiple styles of music, didn't make it, and eventually they were like, Why don't you try like being the like sad rapper thing that was like really popular for a little while? And like and so he tried being like sad rapper and talking about killing himself, which is really sad. And like that, that was a thing where like, and it's also kind of dangerous. Like yeah. the fact that they made being sad, cool, like, you yeah. know, oh man, I'm sad. I want to kill myself. Nirvana. And, yeah, yeah. And it's like, dude, there's like people that really want to kill themselves. Like, mm -hmm. like I know Kurt Cobain was doing that, but Kurt Cobain really did kill himself. Like Kurt Cobain was not joking about that stuff. And these guys made it to the point where it's like, well, this is what the kids want to hear kind of thing. This sells shirts and Hot Topic. Yeah. yeah, it's like, that's like fucking garbage, dude. Like, it was, it's really, really dangerous. It takes the artistic quality out of music. And that's like, you know, mm -hmm. at that point, like, I talk shit about Norman Rockwell all the time. Like, music is basically Norman Rockwell paintings where it's like, yeah, you might have, like, good painting skills. Like, mm -hmm. Billie Eilish might have, like, good music skills or whatever like and but well, it's, she is, she's a good singer yeah, yeah her brother's you a could good say, producer you could say that about normal walkwell painting like hey this painted really well dude like this this is really good i could mm -hmm. definitely like i can't draw that yeah like but at the same time like i don't like this mm -hmm. like <laughs> like that to me is like how i feel about it where it's just like this is this is gonna make a great fucking thing out of denny's like this this is gonna be <laughs> great all our her work on a denny's or a, yeah. a hospital room one day like <laughs> like you know, and then that's how I feel about like Billie Eilish. Like, oh, your your music is gonna be playing great on the background of a Forever Twenty One. Yeah, yeah, like Forever Twenty One is gonna be playing this nonstop in the background. Yeah, like <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo, fantastic. We're gonna play this at Forever Twenty One today, or you know, like this is gonna be playing at the fucking Target background music. No, yeah, no, that, Target sells background music or plays background yeah. music. Like, yeah. that's what I mean by it. Like, there's no when we had um, I can't remember who we had on here. I don't know if it was Justin from uh from locust or i can't remember who we talked to, to this about but like i talked about how there is a really cool element to me when it comes to music that music should also kind of tie your culture in a little bit and sometimes it's like there's a nice danger element to music where it's like it's kind of unpredictable it's kind of like you know it can be dangerous it can be sexual it can be like beautiful it can be like whatever it is you know like that's what i feel about when i listen to like a deftones album or a nine Nails album where it's like i don't know where this is going dude like i don't know who has control of the wheel right now like we're just going down this road and like whatever well you don't feel that in my opinion you don't feel that when you listen to like a billy eilish you know this is going to be well produced very clean very like you know even if there's like bad words or whatever like <laughs> it's that like to me it's like and that's the that's the thing to me where it's like 
I listened to like a what's her name, uh, a Taylor Swift album or something like that. Where oh, it's like yeah. there's nothing bad. Like none of these songs suck, but this is really clean cut. Like this is like like. This is just not for me. And I know yeah. it's not for me. Like it's yeah. just like I and want I, an element of like And I think that's a that's a key thing too. A lot of this too is like <sighs> most people who listen to music casually like they don't want what you want kind of thing, right? Yeah. And I get they, that. They 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 want something that's going to be like easy to listen to, right? Like that's a whole genre, easy listening, right? Yeah. Again, this is all cyclical, right? And I remember watching some YouTube videos and uh, where somebody was defending this and they said, by definition, everything could be a, an industry plant. And they made the example of, like, gangster rap. Like, when gangster rap came out, like, yeah, it was, like, Ice-T and whatnot. Like, he was one of the original gangsters. No pun intended, right? Yeah. And he really he did bang in L.A. Yeah, like, he, he came to L.A. He was a banger and whatnot, right? Then you have N.W.A. where half of them were in gangs or affiliated with gangs. And then the other half, like Ice Cube and Dr. Dre, the more successful parts of them, were not gang members. But they were... They were products of their environment, right? Yeah. And they, he was trying to say, he goes, but you can call the NWA industry plants. I was like, not really, because that was the environment that they came in. When they came up, it was all about, you know, the Run DMC outfit, right? And they came in it with like, hey, we're just going to wear fucking Raider jackets and Jerry curls. Who gives a fuck? We're just going to be ourselves. Like, no one else was doing that shit, right? Mm -hmm. And they were authentically themselves. And then, oh, yeah, they went on to blow up and become bigger. And the image that they gave the industry people adopted that like the brat who was from atlanta she was trying to sound like she was you know from compton and shit right so it's just like no that example doesn't work to me like I, when i think of that i think of like you can be a lady gaga right and you make well-produced music you make well well-sung music or whatever it's pop music that's what it is right but she's authentically herself right she yeah. when she came out she wasn't trying to be Beyonce, and she came out in an era where Beyonce was the queen bee, you know, yeah. and she took over that crown, you know, even killed her on the on a song that she did with her or whatnot, right, and like became her own thing, became undeniable, and even like went the opposite direction, you know. I think with her Joanne album where it was just all piano based, you know, John Lennon music or whatever, right, mm -hmm. killed it with that, became a successful actress or whatnot. And became your own thing. And it was authentically her. It was all pop. It was all sellable. It was on the Grammys. It was on the Oscars and whatnot. And there's nothing wrong. To me, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But she was authentically herself because she was undeniable. I don't find anything wrong with that. But then what to kind of go down your point, it was like when you see all those like wannabes that come out, like a Kesha, for example. And mm -hmm. Kesha has more talent than me. I'm not trying to say I'm better than her or anything like that. But like you're like, oh, yeah, you're just a controllable version of Lady Gaga. Whatever Lady Gaga did two months ago, that's what your producers are dressing you up as now kind of thing. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, you know, that that stuff happens all the time. I, I mean, you could say, you know, a band that I like, you remember the band Garbage? I mean, they're still around. But, mm -hmm. I mean, really, like, they would fit the industry plant, like, definition definition where you have, like, uh, what's his name? Butch Vig, the mm -hmm. guy that produced the Nirvana albums and all this stuff. Like he, you know, he was not a nobody. Like you know, he he had major ties to the music industry, and then now he has a band and he puts like a you know, like a young girl like to be the lead singer and like all this feels very industry plant ish, you know. Uh -huh. Like, but they even at the end of the day, like they still pretty much did what they wanted to do. Like they mm -hmm. were not being controlled. To me, that's the big thing. That's, that's like, the difference. Yeah, that is the difference that. 
these definitions have always been here, but I think now the music industry says, well, what if we can control the image? We can control how they sell. We can control like, and that's a whole different conversation because that's like the toxic element of the music industry. Mm-hmm. Even like, you know, a Taylor Swift where like her first like six albums weren't really controlled by her and didn't re- she didn't get the final say on. And now that's like, you know, you, you cut the cord and go into like Beyonce level. You can be like, this is like 1979, the Taylor version, this album, the Taylor version. Like she's doing like all yeah. of her redoing all her albums the way she wants to do it. But you look at those like first six albums where it was like, all right, I got somebody like telling me how to do it and like how what, what to do. And, Cookie like, cutter. Yeah. yeah. It's like pretty much now it's like, now that I own my own music, I can redo everything. Mm-hmm. But most artists don't get to go to that level. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> most artists pretty much have to fucking dance when the music plays and like do the whole thing. And like, yeah. and then once you're done, like you have to go retire on Britney, here, Britney Spears Hill. And like, <laughs> <laughs> like, cause like, that's sad. There's yeah. no come, there's no comeback tour coming for Britney Spears. Like, you know, and like, will Olivia Rodrigo be there in like 15 years? Will we be like, remember when Olivia Rodrigo was killing it? And like, and was, I don't know. See, that's the one that I don't know. Like, she doesn't make bad music, and I can see an audience for that or whatever, right? Yeah. But like, it, it is one of those things too. Like, Billy Corgan was talking about this on Joe Rogan, like a few years ago, where he goes, "There's that element that we're talking about, like where you're controlled at the beginning, right?" Mm-hmm. He goes, "He goes when we came up, you know, we we're starving artists, you know, from Chicago and whatnot. Well, mostly him." But, like, you're starving artists from Chicago, you know, trying to make it in the music industry. Oh, yeah, Nirvana blew up. We kind of sound like that. We have a similar sound. Uh, they kind of guide us in the right direction. Yeah. Kind of put us to a seven-album deal in our early 20s, which would carry us to, like, our 40s, basically. And they kind of let you do what you want to do on the first two albums as long as it sells. But as soon as it doesn't sell, like, oh, we know how to fix this. Like, we know how to reshape your image. And then they start trying to, to like, take legally take your image and your likeness and your music and your ability and morph it into something else to whatever is selling at the time, you know? And you saw this a lot, like when the mid nineties was happening and like eighties hair metal was like done, but you still had bands out there that were trying to eat like a Motley Crue or uh, I'm trying to think of other examples like quiet, right? Or whatever. Right. They all started to adopt like that, downward spiral like nine inch nails trent reznor image yeah yeah. across the board yeah even even like uh when because the record label was like saying oh this is what's popping this is how you're gonna resurrect your career yeah when when white pony came out the deftones on which we did a whole episode about it they Mm -hmm. pretty much the record company was like you guys need to put another song on here like limp biscuits really hot you guys need to do a rap metal song and put it on here and they were like fuck dude like that's what the back to school song is like it's yeah. just here's a bonus track that we just threw in there wrote it the day of and like here you go here's your hit song <laughs> or whatever and like you know they were a young artist that was the third album that they had out there it was like you know they didn't want they didn't want what the album offered there was no rap songs on here there's no like rap metal stuff there's no Lin- Linkin Park style music on here like you know and, and that sucks for young artists it really does suck for young artists like that they basically have to do that. I remember the record company, they talked about how the record company was pushing them to do like a, an MTV beach house thing. And they were like, no, we're not going to do the MTV <laughs> beach house thing. Like it was yeah. just not something that they wanted to do and like play at the MTV beach house or something. They're like, no, not for us. But, but a lot of artists just do it, you know, like they, they basically do that sort of thing. And, and 
And it's not that, like, again, it's not that they're not talented. It's not that, like, yeah. every Britney Spears song sucks or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, the music industry, you know, a lot of them, it's, like, if you're not producing, like, you know, if 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 Beyonce stops, you know, making hits, her record, actually, she's a bad example. But, like, let's say she stopped making hits after Destiny's Child mm-hmm. and, like, you know, the other Destiny's Child's girls who didn't score hits after that. Yeah. Or like a, a girl That's like, a good example, actually. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, you know, we don't know where, like, where are they? There was like I, that. I know one of them, like, is the choir director at their church now and stuff. I mean, which is nothing wrong with that. No, right? I know. But it's like, to me, it's like, we see how ruthless the music industry. Britney Spears was like the biggest act in the world for a while. Mm-hmm. And then now she's like, like, like rotting away in, in some like, mansion where like her mental health is like falling apart and it's like her record company's like well the job's done <laughs> like like and it's like it's pretty sad dude and that's what i mean when i say like we don't know like obviously uh, olivia rodrigo and like billy eilish they're still on those early contracts the rookie contracts or whatever yeah so like you know it's kind of like a rookie running back contract where they're just gonna run them into the ground and see like mm-hmm. how, how how many times that they can do this until like they they drain them dry or if you're not scoring hits by the end of this, I mean, we'll see. Like, I think Billie Eilish is only like three albums in, I think, or like two albums in, or something. So, and yeah. usually they make them sign like pretty massive, like six year or six albums, seven album deals, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And that's when you start to see like the music suffer or whatever, right? Like Prince is a good example. Not that his music suffered, but like he, when he was trying to get out of his Warner Brothers contract, when they try to control him, and he's the most uncontrollable artist that you, you can imagine, right? Yeah. He's like, no, I'm going to make music whether it sells or not. This is what I want to do. They kept wanting him to make a Purple Rain, and that's when he saw him change his name to the artist formerly known as Prince, and he wrote Slave like on his cheek at the We Are the World, you know, uh, reunion and whatnot. Like, it's because he was just like, they want me to make all this music. But they want to pre repackage it as something else that I don't want. I want to do this, and just because this might not sell in their eyes, right? Like I'm trying to make music that will last thousands of years, right? As opposed to like regurgitating the same shit that I've done in 1984 and whatnot, right? And he's just like, no, I'm not going to do that. And that's when you start to see like all these like the best of prints just to fucking you know push out music. But you see other artists, like you said with the Deftones, like here's a song that we just threw together in one day. It worked out for the Deftones because, you know, that's that song's okay, right? It's not a yeah. bad song, right? Yeah. But you see other artists where it's just like, well, I got to put out another album. I don't want to fucking do this shit anymore. So here's just some shit to give the record company so we can get out of this contract and whatnot, yeah. right? And it ends up shooting themselves in the foot because then your credibility gets shot where it's just like, you know, like a Limp Biscuit or something like that. It was like, oh, man, they're whack now. Like, we don't fuck yeah. with them anymore. Yeah. And I'm not saying the Limp Biscuit made good music on the back end, but you do see that a lot with, like, other artists where it's just like, hey, I actually have this new record that I'm working on that is actually me that I want you to hear, but because your image is tarnished, you're blackballed by the industry, no one's fucking with it because you're seen as a washed-up has-been and whatnot. Yeah, it's really, really rough. Like... <laughs> There's there's only so many paths. Like you look at like Nine Inch Nails signs to the Jimmy I Bean like you know monster machine that was like Interscope or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So like signs to them, you know, does broken, does downward spiral, and like you know, <laughs> while all that is going on, it's kind of controllable. It's like all right, this guy's on MTV. 
Closer's on the radio. He's doing his radio interviews. Like he's doing all the Spin Magazine album covers where he's all gothic and all this stuff. And it's <laughs> like, but then you kind of see the Trent Reznor where it's like, you know what? I don't want to do that anymore. And then kind of disappears and like, you know, eventually comes back. But you know, it's like a long, messy divorce from a, from a record company and like, basically, you know, now he has his his own record company called the the Knoll Corporation, which he still has ties to Jimmy Ibean. Like yeah. the um Atticus Ross is like his wife is Jimmy Ibean's like like sister or something like that. <laughs> like it's something weird like that. And it's like that's how you have to like get out of the, the whole <laughs> deal or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like even like Tool Tool had that messy divorce with that's why you didn't get a Tool album for like ten years because there was like they were splitting up from the record company. They weren't gonna do like what their record company wanted them to do and like mm-hmm. do an album every two years and like and tour very for little two artists years. can do that like a nine inch nails can do that metallica has done that but like there's very few artists that can do that have generated enough capital because you don't even even as a multi-million selling artist see tlc right you can sell a diamond album mm-hmm. and still end up in a poor house the record company's making most of that money you know oh, yeah. off of that those money that yeah. money even in a streaming world now they're making all that money from fucking iTunes and shit where you can stream like a billion uh, streams and you only get like a dollar fifty from it and whatnot, yeah. right? So it's like very little artists like have that capital to push back. The only good thing is is like we do live in a world now where it's easier to be independent, right? Mm-hmm. That's why that whole SoundCloud rapper thing is like huge because it's like anybody can upload to SoundCloud and quote unquote, you know, blow up kind of thing because yeah. that's where it lives. And that's why you saw a lot. Well, that's why all these like new artists were like, well, let's promote them as up and coming SoundCloud. SoundCloud, Yeah. We'll put them on SoundCloud. I forgot who it was like some girl that had a song and like her publicist, like, like she had a thing where like, she's like, uh, give me topics to write songs about. And like her publicist, like first call was like, write a song about the alphabet and then she wrote a song called like abc fu or something like that oh yeah i can't remember what the artist was but she popped up and it was just like it was not an original thing it was like her whole record company had like this whole idea of like we'll make this will this will blow up the kids will relate to this kind of thing and it's like dude it's really like yeah it was uh, there's also like that girl i think her name was like clario or something like that oh yeah the funny thing is i saw her on some music festivals like a long time ago like and that's when she was blowing up, like maybe like 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. I remember she was like on music festivals and I was like, who the fuck is this? Like, I- I've never heard of you before. Like, but she was like up there with like all the headliners. It would be like Beyonce and Clario and, oh, and it's like, what the fuck? Like, how, how, you get there? Like, yeah. how, are, how are you here? Like, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, like she was posting and then everybody's like, well, she was posting music on her YouTube page. And it's like, yeah, but you don't go from like posting music like on your YouTube page of being like the co-headliner to Coachella or something. It's like, like it's like wrestling kind of thing where, where it's like there's guys that can sell, there's guys that can't sell kind of thing. And so it's a very common thing where it's just like, here's a guy from the indies, right? Like your Daniel Bryan's, your uh, AJ Styles and whatnot, right? That busted their ass on the indies just to get to, just to get invited to the dance. But then you guys, you got guys like the Miz who started off like on MTV's fucking real world and whatnot. And they're headlining WrestleManias and, you know, winning every belt, becoming a grand slam champion and whatnot. 
And that's what's happening right now. There's a guy right now that's blowing up in wrestling called L.A. Knight where, like, he has this gimmick, like, where he's like, this Hollywood asshole or whatever, right? But everyone's gravitating towards him. And it turns out, like, he's been around for a decade plus, you know, on the indies, on, you know, lower promotions like Impact Wrestling and whatnot, doing the same gimmick but just wasn't getting any love because he didn't get that, you know, WWE push, right? Because if you're not on WWE, you ain't shit, right? And it turns out it's like, oh, wow, like the Internet's like blowing up like, oh, did you know he was on here? He was on the rock show. He was over here. He was doing this or whatever. But everybody was ignoring him or whatever. Right. So he's actually in a feud right now with The Miz, who has kind of like the same gimmick, but he's hated because he's the industry plant, you Mm -hmm. know, from Vince McMahon. Whereas LA Knight is more authentic. He's more, he's for the people kind of thing. And it's like, it's interesting. It's interesting because it's like the same dynamic where it's like, I was talking about, like you have all these, there's a lot of rappers that do make it off of SoundCloud. I believe, I believe the Migos, they got popular based Mm -hmm. off of SoundCloud and whatnot. Right. Which is cool, which is awesome. I love to see that or whatever. But then the industry gets hip to that and they're like, okay, we're going to pretend like this person is you know just blowing up on their own accord but no secretly like we're funneling the money you know to do that which speaking as like somebody that does independent art you know as a podcast right we mentioned at the beginning of this episode where like we listen to other podcasts um to see like how they approach a certain topic and i'm i'll i'll admit it like i'm not saying we have the best podcast out there but a lot of times i'll listen to these podcasts and they're dog shit but somehow some way they have sponsorships from fucking apple or like you know these big corporations <laughs> yeah. it's just like this is why you're popular or whatever because you have industry money not because yeah. you fucking killed it like sofa king or last podcast on the left you yeah. know kind of thing so in a way i can relate to that mindset but at the end of the day like the, the thing that's going to last longer than the money is the actual art of it yeah and well I, I mean well while we're on the topic of that i mean the biggest like thing that's been talking like on on most podcasts is the really good podcast where it's like an industry plant podcast where mm-hmm. it's like a girl who goes from doing like TikTok videos to all of a sudden has Mark Cuban and Drake and Shaq and all these like big mm-hmm. name things on there where it's like that doesn't just happen. Like yeah. this is clearly even like the drama around her. I guess there was a whole thing where like, did she hook up with Drake and all this stuff? Did she like, cheat on her husband? Yeah. It was all like, manufactured like publicity stunts type of thing and like she was at a drake concert and she plays kind of a character and she admits to playing a character yeah but everything about it is like really like not a very original thing like it it's it's basically here's what the kids will like basically yeah and in a podcast form interviewing big celebrities that the kids will like yeah and it's like that's not how podcasts work dude like it, it doesn't it doesn't work like that like yeah I don't know. Have it, you listened to her podcast? I I saw um, parts of the interviews, but I have not listened to an entire episode. But I can kind of already tell it's not for me, dude. Yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't say it's not for me either because she did an appearance on one of my actual favorite podcasts, uh, Rick Ingram's Take Your Shooters Off, right? And um, I didn't, I like sometimes like when like my favorite podcast will have like a guest on and like I'm not jiving with it for a couple minutes, like I just turn it off, right? Mm-hmm. But I had to keep it on because like I was busy doing yard work at my mom's house 
And I was just like, oh, man, I could tell like this is like a gimmick kind of thing. Like, and, and I'm not talking shit about her, even though it sounds like I am. But I'm like, oh, like this, she's obviously playing a character and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. And Rick is like, you know, giving her a back and forth, like playing into it and whatnot, right? And as it turns out, yes, that Bobby Altoff, like that's that's what she's being accused of. Later on, uh, what's it called? Uh, Barstool, they, they have a podcast called uh, the BFF podcast or whatnot, mm-hmm. where she actually goes on out of character and she starts to defend herself against like that title of like being an industry plant. She's saying like, you know what? I have two kids. I started this TikTok where it was called mommy, whatever. And like that blew up off of that. And I really wanted to do a podcast, even though I never, this was like the big red flag, even though I don't listen to podcasts or whatever, I heard there was a lot of money in that. Now that was another red flag. I was like, there's not really a lot of money in podcasts. Yeah, there really isn't. (laughs) We have two sponsors. You literally have to be like Joe Rogan. Like that's when money, like last podcast in the left, like that level of podcast Mm -hmm. and everybody else is like playing Jerry's pizza in it. It really is. Right. And she's like, I heard a lot. There was a lot of money in it. And so she said, you know, basically trying to, you know, say she's the starving artist. Like she would drive out to LA all the time. She would max out all of her credit cards. Like she's actually in debt, you know, because she took a plane, she took her and her friend to a plane ride to go do the Barstool Sports uh, podcast mm-hmm. uh, to talk to Mike Portnoy or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And um, that that all sounds like admirable and stuff. And, you know, congrats. If you really want to make it, then kudos to you if that's what's really going on. But it just like something like it just feels suspicious because for one, like everything that I said, there isn't a lot of money in podcasts. Yeah. There isn't a lot of money or there you don't just blow up off of like, oh, OK, I do. I was interviewing my friend down the street and now I interview uh, Shaq or whatever. Like yeah. that just doesn't happen and whatnot. Right. Yeah. Like there's got to be something behind it. And as it turns out, after she did like a couple of her shows, her podcasts. She gets signed to WME, which is a fucking agency, right? Mm-hmm. That fucking helps, you know, artists, you know, like that gives them gigs or whatever, funnels the Drakes, funnels the Shaq, funnels the Tigers and whatnot to come onto your show or whatever. Mm-hmm. And but there's gotta be a reason. It's because that 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 agency can fucking use you. And you look at her, like she's a very attractive young lady. Like you see images of her and it's just like, oh yeah, she's really cute. She's really attractive. Mm. People want to watch that or whatever, regardless of the fact if she's a good interviewer or not, regardless of the fact that her character is interesting or that whole awkwardness or whatever works, she's pleasant to look at. And that's Mm. nice. Like you look at Olivia Rodrigo. Again, I'm not talking shit about her talent. Very easy on the eyes. You look at Billie Eilish. She's not my type, but there's a lot of people that are very attracted to her. You never see some ugly chick getting this push. You never see some ugly dude getting this push. Yeah. For God's sake, Justin Timberlake and NSYNC, that whole boy band era, none of them were necessarily ugly. Well, that's the whole, like, Millie Vanilli thing, where it's like... Correct. Like, Millie Vanilli is the ultimate, like, industry plant level thing, where it's like, you know what? These guys are have great voices, but they don't look the part, so let's get these, like, German models to, like... <laughs> yeah. Like sing with like american accents or whatever you know it doesn't make any goddamn sense correct that thing with uh what was her bobby Othloff or whatever her name is like <laughs> you know when she gets interviewed by mark cuban or like mark cuban asks some very like good questions like she's he asked the whole thing of like how much money have you made from this and like she's like oh i'm in debt and she's like she's like why'd you get me on this podcast and and he kind of says like no you got me on this podcast because your husband has a lot of connections yeah and like you know you have a really good agent yeah like he said no he says like you're my agent's friends with your husband or something like that oh and then like 
And then like, then they talk about that. And then when, yeah, when she was talking to Dave Portnoy, he brings up the whole like, oh yeah, didn't Dave we, Portnoy, yeah, didn't we pay for your flight here or something like that? Like some, something like that. Like he like kind of like questions like, wait, I thought we paid for the flight. Like he like looks around like, like, cause she makes it sound like she's doing it all herself and like this uh-huh. young indie up and coming DIY thing. And it's like, that's the thing that is like it's 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 like really fake like it's like the definition of being fake and i think it also kind of lies to kids where it's like all you have to do is believe in yourself and you'll like be on fucking dave portnoy's podcast you'll be in a bed interviewing drake yeah all all you have to do is like have an idea about doing an emo podcast and then six episodes later you'll have Shaq on and it's like (laughs) it doesn't work that way dude like it's not like that dude yeah Like, like there's very few bands. Like, if you look at, like, there's bands that are a thousand times better than Nirvana and just never made it to, like, their third album because... That is true, yeah. Because you just don't make it. Like, it just yeah. happens. But, like, I don't know. I mean, the industry plant thing, to me, it's it's dangerous because of that because I think it lies to people because it lies... It makes it sound like it's this easy to make it successful. Yeah. And that is a lie. It's not that easy. And then I think the other thing is that it's all just a marketing ploy to sell mm-hmm. you McDonald's and soda. And, like, that's also dangerous because, yeah. like, that's not what the music industry really is. And then the other thing is that it hides the monster that is the music industry. The music industry is ruthless. Yeah. It is it is a here today, gone today. And sometimes it's, like, even when you live long enough – you become the villain, like Britney Spears rotting away and not being able to see her children. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's ruthless, and it's like that is something that needs to be acknowledged. Yeah. So And, and it, I mean, what is the answer, you know, kind of thing? Like, the independent movement, right? I think Daz Dillinger actually started, like, the whole independent rap movement, being able to move units without a major yeah. um, and too short. And, and even then, it's like there's really only, like, six music industries and – that even the indie labels underneath there are like still controlled by like these six main things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because like, they have to make money to be able uh, to survive, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a it's an evil beast, you know, kind of thing. Like, and it's I, I don't know what the the solution is. And at the same time, too, not to totally villainize it, kind of thing. Because I'll be I'll admit it to you right now. If fucking what's a what's a good sponsor that we can say? Like, if fucking. This episode was brought to you by Nike. I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, give me yeah. that Nike money or whatever, right?" Like, if, I put if, a lot. If Mountain Dew called up right now and be like, "Jacob, you got to chug a Mountain Dew every before every episode." I can do it. You I, know what? I can do it. That would make the hours of fucking putting <laughs> these episodes together and you cutting and pasting album art if, together. If if Mountain Dew called and said like, "You guys can quit your jobs and like live comfortably off doing a podcast," one hundred percent, dude. But I, but <laughs> we would have to have full control. That would be the caveat. It's yeah. kind of like, I know you don't like Joe Rogan necessarily, but that was his caveat with uh, Spotify where he's just like, yeah, I'll make my uh, podcast exclusive to you guys, but I want to have total control. I don't want any input from your guys. Uh, you know what? <sighs> that's that's tough because uh, it, I guess it depends on like what level of control they would want. Like mm-hmm. if, yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess full control would be nice because then, you know, it's a slippery slope at that point where it's like you get to control the topics, mm-hmm. you get to control the artwork, like mm-hmm. what can you say? Like, you know, you can't be against homeless people. <laughs> <laughs> Art, you can't be so against homeless people and all this yeah. shit. And like, yeah, because yeah, then that, at the end of the day, they become financially liable for you kind of thing. So, yeah, it, it does become a big, in, a big, big ah, give and take, you know, in that relationship <laughs> kind of thing. So, 
Yeah. I don't know. It's a it's a slippery slope. Who knows? Olivia Rodrigo might end up being like the next big J Lo or whatnot. Oh, real quick before we start to end, um, wind down on this uh, podcast. What one thing too that's that's being used with industry plants is to kind of kind of control or capitalize like on a narrative. Like you saw this with Eminem, and I'm not saying Eminem was an industry plant. That was an organic thing that him and Dre came together with. It was just like, hey, like this white boy has talent. In a world of hip hop where white people you don't you don't get into hip hop at all. This is exclusively exclusively an African American thing. Dre was like, this guy's got undeniable talent. I'm gonna produce his record. If it mm. flops, it flops. Oh well, like I really believe in this kid or whatever, right? But once Eminem hit it out the park, right? You saw all of these oh, yeah. white rappers come out. Every everybody, Puffy had a white boy, Timbaland had a white boy, every producer had like their white Dude, the, boy or whatever. The white guy that Puffy had was so shitty. I remember like he uh he had brunette hair or whatever like brown hair and like it was, he was dyed yeah yeah it was like oh my god dude his anyway. name was cocaine because he was, was that white. his name cocaine yeah because he was white cane oh, no his name was cane because oh. it was short for cocaine because he was pure as white driven snow oh i didn't know that yeah it was so fucking cringy or whatever right but it goes on to our topic but then again there's other things too where it's like oh, okay it's really hip on twitter to be very uh liberal or whatever right body positivity like Lizzo gets accused of this like the only reason why she got pushed is because oh she's pushing the body positive movement kind of thing right mm-hmm. and that's why you know you know she's big or whatever right so whatever <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended <laughs> oh that was a happy accident <laughs> I just broke my now that's the clip for that oh episode. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh shit, I that didn't mean good. for that. No, that, it was genius. That was a happy accident. <laughs> but yeah, like she's a plant to be used for like that movement. <laughs> yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Fat girls need a savior too. <laughs> uh, I get it. No, I, I see what you're saying, but like I I think a lot of people my issue is that a lot of people take the whole industry plant thing and they're like there's no harm behind it. There's no mm-hmm. issue if they're making good music, whatever, so be it. I do think that there is is an issue with it. I think it's the same issue as seeing like a Logan Paul or whatever, one of the Paul brothers just scoring hit, making millions of dollars. It really does create a false narrative that, you know, why should I go to college? Why should I get a job? Why should uh-huh. I learn a trait when I could just be a millionaire overnight? Like, mm-hmm. and it's not that easy. There's only one people, one <laughs> two people out of that family have been able to do that kind yeah of thing. it's it's really rough music industry is really rough doing a podcast is really rough like you know unless you have ties to like you know you're and even like what's the girl that's saying the friday friday oh yeah she had ties she had ties to the music industry that's how the whole thing happened and you know even she didn't score a hit you know like yeah you know but you know that song was played Nonstop. That's still a banger today. Yeah, it, it was a happy accident, yeah. like the Lizzo <laughs> being big. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, interesting yeah. topic. I I really like to hear what people. We're probably gonna get so much hate on this. By the way, yeah, like I love Olivia Rodrigo, and I trust me, I do too. I'm gonna follow Who her. Are on these Inst- two old guys talking about this shit? Trust me, I'm gonna follow her on Instagram. I I saw those pictures, and yes, I am. <laughs> following her on yeah. Instagram, I might not listen to her hot topic exclusive album, but yeah, she get she earned a follow. Yeah, for all the wrong reasons. We didn't really talk about like the bands. I guess like 
there's like a few bands that are like also I'm trying to think not not Fall Out Boy but um I guess Panka de Disco was like oh, created yeah. to be like the industry plant version of of uh, My Chemical Romance. Of, yeah, of like those bands that were like, "Oh, we'll make all these like good-looking guys and we'll put them together and we'll create this boy band emo boy band thing or whatever and like and then they fizzled out too yeah. like they yeah. didn't become half as successful as those other guys and i think that that's the big thing too like real music will live on forever or whatnot right regardless like even the beatles like i mean they start off as like poppy and whatnot right and like i mean their music lasts forever you know so at the end of the day that's that's the most important thing so well that's yeah. it do you got anything else no that's it tell your mama you boo boo too shout, shout out elizabeth jackman shout out elizabeth warren Somebody's talking shit about you here in our group chat. What are they saying? Said Jacob, I bet you're regretting the decision to bench Ayuk right now. Oh, I don't know what that means. I don't know. I what have Brandon Ayuk, so. Yeah. Anyways, but I'm not watching the game, so he probably has three touchdowns or some shit. Anyways, guys, if you have anything to add to this podcast, guys, or this topic, I mean, hit us up on all the social medias at Art and Jacob Do America, except for Twitter. We are at Art and Jacob Do A One, because goddamn son. Guys, that's one that's one fucking sponsor that I would bend over for. Like you guys can have full control. What? If your if your if your corporation runs as smoothly oh, A one? If your corporation runs as smoothly as the sauce that comes <laughs> out of your bottle. Yeah. <laughs> that you, touch your taste buds. There's a there's like this like a uh, company that makes like um like they make like paleo potato chips, but they also make like paleo mixed to like do all this stuff. Can't remember what they're called, dude. They make a lot of like Mexican stuff. Mm. I, I I would hell yeah, dude. I'd bow down to to them. Even yeah. even I bow down to Target brand products too. Yeah, good and gather. Yeah, it's like <laughs> up <laughs> and up. <laughs> that shit's delicious. Guys, yeah. go to uh, Target and make sure you get some up and up sandwich bags <laughs> and a promo code Art and Jacob. <laughs> uh, anyways, guys. Hit us up on all the social medias. If you want to support this podcast, because Lord knows we are independent as fuck, guys, go to the Patreon at patreon.com slash America, where every single week we put together a bonus episode for your listening pleasure. And nine times out of ten, those episodes that you hear on the Patreon are better than the actual episode that you're hearing for free today. So if you like us here, you'll love us over there. I guarantee it. No, that is not a paid plug from the men's <laughs> warehouse. Uh, if you want to support us in any other way, guys, I highly recommend hanging on over to tpublic.com slash America or follow the link over at our website at artandjacobdoamerica.com. Click on the merch links. We have four designs up there. Purchase one of those shirts. Purchase a mug or anything that we slap our logo on. Uh, and it's not so much to help us monetarily as we probably see a couple cents from every purchase there. That is the truth. There's no corporation behind us on that. Uh, but it does go a long way in helping promote this podcast. So if you're at an Olivia Rodrigo concert or a Dua Lipa concert or a, you're a big Lizzo fan, emphasis <laughs> on big, uh, guys, that helps us tremendously in promoting this podcast because you are a walking billboard, if you will. If you want to hear other great podcasts, guys, I highly recommend heading on over to podbelly.com where we are official members of the Podbelly Network. So uh, check that website out check out all the podcasts that are over there including our boys over at the sofa king podcast as well as hillbilly horror stories and robots for eyes but with that said art i'm done it's trying to it's time to watch some football baby yeah let's get our football on yeah so goodbye and good night